tune in, tone up. Your one-stop shop for guitar tricks, tips, techniques and advice. With me, Gary Shilliday, and my own excellent teacher, Dan Davis. Well, Gary, how's it going? You all right? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you doing? Not bad, thanks, mate. I had something lined up for today. Excellent. Now, I know we say this every time, but uh, in the light of Tim's lesson last night. Oh, uh, yes, well, it's uh, a good Tim. way forward. Indeed. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Good ideas. Something I've been working on with Tim for a little while now. Now, I know last week we talked about rhythm. We talked about um, using two guitars. And, and yeah, I'd like to return to that, I think, in, a, in the future. I think it's, it's a good thing to return to. I mean, we, we all saw that the that pedal show mm. episode, which was excellent, you know, about sort of blending two guitars together. Um, and therefore, we did one of our own, because we think it's a very, yeah. very valid thing, which doesn't get enough coverage. Um, thanks, True guys that. at the pedal show. So we, Steinhardt and Mick Taylor for giving us that idea. Um, that's linked on the website as well. Yeah, yeah. so uh, not complete freeloaders. <laughs> However, what I've been discussing with Tim lately as well is how we change our licks up. Yeah, to kind of make things maybe a little, a little less samey, a little less like we're maybe stuck in a rut. Yeah, because even in the same solo, it's very easy to get the scale shape and just go to kind of play the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So we've been jamming over a backing track, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a track we've looked at before, so it's mm. quite good because obviously it's a return to that, and we can glean a little bit more from it. Possibly, absolutely. I mean, obviously, Gary put a link to it in the description. I would imagine, really, but it's uh, yeah, basically like a fusiony kind of track. Yeah, and B minor, natural minor works over it as as with all the usual suspects such as minor pentatonic and blues. But it's not so much the notes we're talking about here. It's very easy to get hess up about the notes and exactly what can I use, you know. Yeah. Here it's it's about the licks. We're talking about making your licks stand out. Yeah. Um, when I was talking to Tim, I used some sort of kind of some, some solos that I thought were really good, concise solos. As examples, yeah, okay, of how one idea moves on to the next idea, moves on to the next idea, and regardless of what style you play, just that nugget of information in itself, you know, can be transferable to any guitar style. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So, how do you think you're doing with your licks? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> better than they were this time last year. Yeah, definitely <laughs> improvement being made. You know, when I heard you playing over the track, it's definitely moved in the right yeah. way. I think. Yeah, that's good. Would you say you always do licks of the same length? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I like break them into bars almost. This is one thing that people yeah. often do. There's nothing sort of wrong with that to a point if you if you kind of you know want to move from one idea to the next to the next, mm. and maybe you you know, you haven't got room in the solo to really expand. One one example I gave to Tim was Richie Sambora's solo from Dead or Alive. Oh, yeah. Bob Bon Jovi. Um, okay, it's got rock, yeah. Yeah. But it's a great track, man. And yeah. He's a great player. I mean, Shisambo was a very underrated player. Yeah. He's got a distinct knack for the, the 15 second solo. The get in there, make your point, get the hell out of there again. Yeah. And, you know, for solos, yeah, that's do that. quite a good idea. Yeah. You know, Richie Sambora 
is a master at those sort of solos. And I was saying to Tim, if you if you analyse Dead or Alive, just from a point of view of what the licks do, we're not worried about the notes. Like if you want to learn it, find a tab and learn it. But it sort of goes from sort of octaves, yeah, as it goes into it. Then there's a little bluesy lick, so it's like that's almost like that. The octaves is sort of one thing. Yeah. Then the bluesy lick then connects to a little small pentatonic run which then kind of has again a lick on the end sort of finishing that idea yeah then there's a whole little section which is all sort of pinched harmonics yeah and that in itself is a whole sort of new idea opened up and then he does a sort of a kind of sort of bluesy country rock kind of lick at the end yeah and followed by the final thing where he's sort of chugging down the chords. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. But everything moves from one cool idea onto another cool idea onto another cool idea. Yeah. And that, I think, keeps the interest, interest of the listener. Yeah. You know, you have to kind of, with a solo like that, it's quick fire solo. Yeah. So you, you're getting in, you've got to get all your ideas in a small space and then get out the other side so we're talking partly about that kind of solo but also about the solos that are more elongated where maybe you can choose to play some longer licks yeah okay so what we're going to do we're just going to solo for a little bit yeah. trading some licks we're not going to play the whole thing but just a little bit and then we're going to look at maybe ideas that you liked things that you thought were good things you thought were bad yeah could be mine or yours and what other ideas we could use, how we could kickstart our imagination for coming up with licks which might hold a bit more interest. And it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, the weekend warrior yeah, playing down the pub once a month on a Saturday night or whether you're the seasoned professional. Yeah. You know, there's always room to improve our solos. One would hope the seasoned professional doesn't need to watch this video. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. All seasoned professionals, please leave a comment below. So I, th I think the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 and a thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, cheers, cheers for that. <laughs> yeah, look below, look below as always. Uh, there'll be a write up to this lesson with timings. If you're on a PC and you want to jump to a certain section and miss out any of our guff, hilarious though it is, then uh, just click on the time link and then you get straight to that That's bit. just for people with no sense of humour, really. Uh, exactly, <laughs> yeah, I completely agree, yeah. They would yeah. never have got the dog for <laughs> Well, the other reason, <laughs> the other reason I think you might do it is when you're coming back to the same video for the second, third or fourth time. The joke, <laughs> the joke isn't funny anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Morrissey once saying. <laughs> Although that dog <laughs> thought it was. I was saying, <laughs> funny anymore. Okay, so. so I'm going to approach this, I think, guys, and my attempt uh, while Dan's setting that is I think I'm going to just like log a couple of things. I'm going to try and get in there. That's how okay. I'm going to do it. Yeah. This is an exercise really in trying to make any guitar player feel differently. Yeah. Don't think that I don't get in a rut yeah. and I don't get sick of my own playing because I do. But I think you get slightly better at maybe finding things that are new and finding things that are interesting, hopefully, as time goes on, if your mind is that way inclined. Yeah, and it's quicker to get it in there, I guess, if you can are a bit more proficient. I, I, I guess you maybe have the techniques. It's yeah. maybe a little less of a barrier. Um, 
but it doesn't mean that every every single thing that one plays is a corker. Mm. You know, you know what they say: you got to kiss a lot of frogs to find a prince. Yeah, you've got to go through a lot of bad licks to find a good one. <laughs> so my wife says. <laughs> so <laughs> talking about the frogs. All oh, right. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, what am I? Yeah. What should I stick out there then? Um, what? <laughs> I think I'm going to go with. <laughs> <laughs> just go. I'm just. I'm gonna go with some small noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To a bad machine. <laughs> I go first. Yeah, yeah. Right. Why not? There we are. Some octaves. <laughs> thinking about different themes and it's, uh, it's it's quite nice to limit yourself like that sometimes but it's uh, also a little bit uh, kind of then you're then pushed into doing it as well of course you know yeah I and mean, I, I think themes are interesting because it, once you it, I'm going to use an example now I, th- I think I've used this example before yeah um, yeah <laughs> I, I think I've used this example before but I think it's a good example yeah um I read many years ago. I read a Guthrie Govan interview. Yeah, 
And he was saying that he was at a clinic and he was taking a clinic and he was sort of talking about, you know, how essential it is to get sort of good ear training and yeah, a really yeah. sort of you know, not become a tab bunny sitting in your bedroom. And, you know. and he said this older guy in his sort of 50s put his hand up and said, I know what you're saying. And he said, this old guy, he had this beautiful PRS. Oh. I'm... <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> Sounding good today. Yeah. I like it. He said, this guy, you know, he had this beautiful PRS, amazing quilt top on it. And he obviously spent some of his life savings on it. And he said to Guthrie, he said, I understand what you're saying. And he said, I, I get it. He said, but my time of life and starting with guitar as late as I did and everything. He said, really, my my goal is different. He said, you know, if I could get up with the band and play the intro to Layla or even play it in my bedroom mm. and play it well, I would, you know, I'd be happy. Yeah. You know, and Guthrie said that it made him reevaluate because he realised how important goals were. However small well, he, he, those goals Guthrie were. gave government wanted to make him reevaluate. No, Guthrie reevaluate. Yeah. yeah, sort of how important goals were. Yeah, however meaningful it might seem to other yeah. people, how how important having a goal is. Yeah, even if it's like yeah. you're way beyond it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So even even if it's you know this is why I say to people on the phone when I'm I'm talking to them about taking guitar lessons up with me, you know, so you know what's your goal? You know, do you want to be the next big thing? Do you want to be an amazing songwriter? Do you want to learn six chords and entertain people around the campfire? Yeah. All of these things I can teach, you know, to teach you to be. But which one is you? You know, yeah. what, you, do you just want to improve? Do you just want to know a little bit more than you know today? Do, you know, you wanting to learn everything. You know, when, you know what's your goal? It, yeah, it's, what's it's your not, first thing? It's, it, it's not a terrible goal to just say, I love playing and I want to improve, isn't it? It's, of course. You know, it's all right. That's kind of I mean, got I'm, me a long way, I think. <laughs> when I was sort of 18 in my 18-year-old naivety, I wanted to be the best guitarist that I could possibly be. Yeah. And I didn't want to beat them. I didn't want someone else to be faster. I didn't want someone else to have more technique. I didn't want to. Now, of course, in, in reality, that's a very naive statement. Yeah. We've all got something to bring to the table. However, whether we've been playing six months or 60 years. Yeah. But it kind of shows you where my mindset was at, that I was really, you know, I was thirsty for the knowledge and wanted to know mm. how to play different stuff. I didn't want to be held back. I didn't want technique being too much of a barrier for me. Or knowledge. knowledge, or knowledge about, yeah. you know. In the end, you realise there's all, you know, it's a gunslinger's world. Yeah. You know, there's always someone faster. There's always someone more proficient. There's always someone more accurate. I mean, when you hear someone like Rick Graham play, what do you do? Yeah. You know, from right. a technical standpoint, what do you do? Tommy Emmanuel, you just chuck the guitar down and don't want to pick it up again. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, it's inspiring. Yeah, yeah. it is <laughs> inspiring and frustrating all in one. Yeah. But there again, at the same time, you know, I can appreciate his amazing abilities. Mm. But also, I listen to someone like Dave Gilmore. Yeah. And his emotional connection to the instrument and to the piece of music he's playing and therefore passing that on to his audience, yeah, I think is quite something. And he doesn't actually say much in terms of the notes he's 
putting out there, but by not saying much, he actually kind of delivers his message with incredible economy and says much by saying little. Yeah. Sorry, that sounds really weird. No, no, it's good. But do, do you know what yeah, I, I know do you know mean. what I mean? I think there's many of us who who if we had his touch and feel for the guitar, yeah, would possibly play a little less. You know, I mean he's the ultimate for like showing you just how far a few notes can go. Yeah. You know. So that there's guitarists of all different kinds, all different styles. But having that goal of what do I want to be? Hmm. Do I want to be the best guitarist in my genre? Do I want to be just really proficient? All mm. of these are good questions. All of, all of these are well worth reaching for. And when it comes to sort of being pinned down to the licks, it's about kind of that creativity, mm. that creativity thing, you know, and that will make a difference as well, depending on who you want to be as a guitar player. You know, possibly if you're if you're a rock guy and you're shredding away, maybe you've forgotten about how important bending and vibrato is yeah it's perhaps actually one of your goals rather than learning mixolydian and sharp 11 everywhere might be to make your vibrato sound really great yeah so you're playing as a real sweetness to it and when you play slow it sounds as good as when you play fast yeah. maybe if you are a blueser and you've got that lovely feel and that lovely vibrato being able to learn a few more technical things so you're a bit more proficient and know the fretboard maybe a little better. Yeah. You All know, of these things are might might be really useful valid. to you. Yeah. If you're a country guitar player and you've been using clean or not particularly dirty guitar sounds all your life, mm. you know, jump on the metal train. Yeah. Learn something different. Have a surprise left in your life. Been playing a bit of dadgad. That's quite good. Yeah, I've like, done yeah. a bit of that and it's it's hard. It's interesting. It uh, definitely is interesting, yeah. I found a little way in at the capo and uh, I've, I saw that some of the Irish guys, they uh, have a, a a fast slide capo. Oh, okay. So you can change in the middle of the song. Oh, wow. That's like cool. if you're playing uh, in A and you want to go up to the fifth chord, just move the capo and carry on with your, oh. your same kind of notes there. It's a good idea, isn't it? It's basically it cheating, but it's good. Yeah, yeah. So what we're talking about, like you were saying with these licks, really is it's trying to theme a lick, mm. you know, and if you're finding that maybe a lick hasn't got the, you know, as good a sound because yeah. the theme that you're choosing is not something you're proficient at, yeah. make it your goal, like the whole Guthrie thing, make it yeah. your goal to be good at that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so rather than things plateauing, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play you what I hear in lessons a lot. Yeah, okay, okay. No disrespect to students. No, well, I hear a lot of this. Well, I'm glad that you're not just saying play something, Gary. This <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Like that. I don't feel like much <laughs> past that, but there we go. <laughs> I hear a lot of this sometimes yeah. in the certain lessons that I, you know, that I, I teach, maybe with sort of the younger yeah. kids and that. And it it's, it takes time to get that flow. Yeah, that's, there's like, an experiment with the sound as well, isn't it? It's just like, oh, well, yeah. what's this note sound like against this? What's it doing? You have to use your ears. And sometimes yeah. I think people play the notes like that. I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on in the backing. Yeah. 
So, looking at your octave thing, for example, yeah, we want to move graciously between yeah, the yeah. octave thing and the other. So, we'll pick like an octave line. <laughs> Nice, that's already really nice, isn't it? Sometimes you look a little bit scared. Oh, terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. When people get worried and scared, they, they shake. Yeah, okay. And they and unfortunately for guitarists, it makes, you yeah. know, they, they wobble a bit. Yeah, yeah. And I want you to be confident in, you know, I, I know it can be hard when we're doing with a new thing, but try and be sort of confident. Yeah. You know, and this applies to the band thing as well. And yeah. a lot of it's down to rehearsal, but also being confident in what you're doing. Yeah, that yeah I yeah, know yeah. this is going to sound like a million bucks. Yeah, yeah. remember you're not <laughs> you're not lofty. I know, from, um, I know, eighty <laughs> percent that this is going to feel like a million. Yeah, you, you don't you you know you don't you don't want to be lofty from Bob the Builder, do you? No, no. The crane that always worries about it. Uh, will the notes sound good, Lofty? Uh, I'm not so. Yeah, but you you want to you want to take that nervousness away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand. Uh, if you yeah. can, I know it's it's a big ask. Yeah, try and just try and relax into it. Yeah, and not be too jittery about moving on to the next bit. Try okay. and just try and relax in Let a bit of space, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I so know we're is... asking you to play certain things. Yeah, that's it, right. But it also helps when you're transitioning from one lick to another that you, you do it smoothly. And some some of this will be just purely down to practice. But people do get quite nervous. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. they're just playing in front of me or playing in front of, you know, these guys, those guys, <laughs> you're the whole five people who looked at one last month. Yeah, you scare me. We really appreciate the five people that uh, are leaving it on loop so that yeah. it looks like you get thousands of listens. One, one person that's looked at it five times, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's me, I've got a computer at home, it's just on, on repeat, it's fine. <laughs> But that kind of transitioning from lick to lick, you want that try and try to make that confident. Yeah. If I'm not sure about something, I might choose to just let a note hang. 
Yeah. Or I might leave a sensible amount of space before playing the next thing. Yeah. I would always look at the licks that you're good at and confident with already as a, like a bit of a safety net. Yeah, I liked that lesson on form ages ago. I haven't done enough of uh, of that, really. I've got I've had some different... A, quite a while ago, about two months ago, three months ago, we did a lesson uh, where um, I came up with some licks and then we, we polished them. Oh, yes. We talked yes. about form and stuff. That's right. I do return to those ones occasionally, so yeah, it's good. Yeah, you know, I think it was Prince. I think it was Prince who coined the phrase. I can't remember exactly what the phrase was, but basically, what he was sort of saying was, you know, rehearsal is where you make your mistakes. Yeah, rehearsal is where you you kind of, you know, you hone your you hone your craft at home. Yeah. You go to rehearsal to rehearse the songs that you can play properly and live you play them that way. Yeah. Live is no place... Well, I know I'm possibly going to get shot down for this, but I would say live is no place to take unreasonable risks. Yeah. You know, if you think you can play something and it's going to add something to the song and it's going to be great, mm. and I'm not talking about, you know, that extra note in between notes. Yeah. 1200 and 1202. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, you know, if you're going to do like a wild lick that's, you know, really, really difficult, technically demanding, or you're going to put in something which seems a little bit out of character of the song, you think it might work, you're not sure. Rehearsals are better places to try those things out. Yeah. You know, if you get anything which is asking a lot of you, probably the live arena is not the best place to do that you want to be giving your best unless you're busking <laughs> even then even then yeah yeah you might you might get less money yeah a live gig you want to be giving of your best you want to be giving people stuff that is rehearsed is tight it sounds good and you're guaranteed it sounds good you know it sounds great because you played it a million times yeah you know in some respects you're better off playing an audience you know a song that you've played previously that's maybe not such a good song as a song that you've never played before, but you're going to attempt to take it out of the bag. It's why I really hate it when audiences. I've said I've been there and go, oh, do yeah. you know, know from such a song? And you kind of, like, you know, I'm terrible at lying. I can't lie. You pulled it off with the Boys of Summer, your band. Got away with it. No, you got, got the answer. Got, yeah, there. it was all right. I thought it was pretty good. It's quite, it's quite, it had a quite a good vibe to it. That we did at one point play it quite a bit. But some people come up to you and like, even if you vaguely heard of this song, yeah, it was a weird B-side. You think you saw it on Top of the Pops in 1974. <laughs> That's good enough for them to go, yeah, I'll have a go, I'll play it. Really, are you that desperate that you don't mind something crap coming out of my speakers? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, you know, you're better off with something that's sorted. There's a certain element of... Uh, it's a bit of a compliment, I guess, because they're obviously got some faith in that what's going to come out is going to be good because they've listened to everything else and they're going. When there's that much beer abuse going on, it's yeah, all right, okay, more might have some the Peroni yeah. talking, all right, yeah. <laughs> very, 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 very good point, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know oh, squeaky chairs. But yeah, I, th- I think when it comes to rehearsing, you know, you you hone your craft at home. Yeah, yeah. And this was kind of what Prince was saying. You know, at home, this is where you try your ideas out. Yeah. Is at home. You know, you, you, you kind of like get your, your stuff together. 
Yeah. Then you go to rehearsal. If you want to try an idea at rehearsal, that's okay. It's just a rehearsal. But don't make everyone else stand around waiting for you for half an hour. Yes. (laughs) While you try and nail something. Exactly. Yeah. Rehearsal is a place to rehearse. If you try it and it doesn't work, fine. You go, oh, sorry, I was trying something new. Yeah. It didn't work. Okay. No problem. Or it does work. Let's keep it in. Yeah. Then when you go live, you know what you're going to do. I don't profess to know every single note in every single solo that I'm going to play, but I've got a pretty good idea. Mm. You know, the rhythm stuff and that is pretty much cast in stone, isn't it? You know. Yeah. But but when it comes to solos and things, generally I've worked out already some cool licks which I think work. I've worked out what works with what and what kind of approach works. It's got with the what. essence of the solo. Yeah. If um, there's a certain phrase that has to be in there or something. Exactly. If it's yeah. a solo that's pre-written, as we were saying last week, something that's been done previously and you can't really improve on what the artist has already done, you're going to cover their song, then you do what they've already done. Yeah. You know, but this is this is what I'm getting at, you know. For there to be the time at home when you do craft this stuff, you've got to put the time in to do it. Yeah. The timing to come up with the licks, to come up with the ideas. Yep, cool. So let's have another pass with Gary so feeling nice and relaxed. I'm going to go through the same thing several times to try and okay. make it more relaxed, I think. Go for it. <laughs> Thank you. 
Right, I'm gonna get that in again. limitation of I'm right I'm just going to stick with these octaves mm. and, and this uh this blues thing I'm going to play around with that and then try and work out with that uh yeah that felt a bit more relaxed um as I was playing I mean you know it wasn't one, perfect one really good remedy for sort of not feeling so relaxed or feeling a little bit edgy or a little bit when you play yeah. is, is sort of go through the things that you know you've got to do, but over and yeah. above what you've got to do, maybe. Yeah, running with weights, as, as you said, yeah. 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 So, like, for instance, go up the whole scale in B minor using octaves. Yeah, octaves. I was tentatively thinking of that, and I, I never did, yeah. yeah. Mastery over that whole sort of thing, box. 
use. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like, I like the oxy actually. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot you can do. So when you, when you've got the oxy mm. there, you know, you can use them like you did in the solo. You know. <laughs> The Foo Fighters thing with them, where you use use them to fatten up a melody. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, the Steve Vai thing, where you slow it up into it. Pick and finger for that one. I certainly was. Mm-hmm. I was on the. Uh, you can do it there. I was using the 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 top end. Yeah. from sorry that's a lot about ideas but what i mean by that is you know they know the lick yeah but what's behind that lick if we can dig a little deeper and we can find out what other things we could do maybe both oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and sort of you know to, to kind of make make people feel it a little bit with a lick yeah you know we've got more chance of coming up with something original and interesting and usable and usable in lots of different situations Draining the most ideas out of the same thing. Yeah, I mean the whole where I used to come up with the um, I came up with like the idea of the pentatonic thing. (laughs) Where maybe you've got the wider sort of three note per string pattern. Go, go, so like that. So if I was in, I'm in B. stretchy and tricky but many years ago I went for a, a lesson just a one-off lesson with Phil Hillborn he was like oh have you ever thought about trying this 
and show me these sort of three note string minor pentatonic shapes. Yeah. Uh, they sort of link within that kind of vein. And I thought, oh, and that spurred my interest. I thought, oh, well, he's got E there. <laughs> the whole way up the fretboard, yeah. 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 It's a quick way of moving up, isn't it? It's a nice one. But then there's also this other guitar player, I can't remember his name, Daryl something or other, but who used three notes on one string, then one note on the next, then three notes on the next string, then one note on the next. Ah, right, yeah. And he did it in like a sort sounds, of almost... Sounds quite Chris Greeny, that. Economy picking kind of... <laughs> Thank you. 
weeks ago and maybe we should say that you know i'm not going to bother to do this unless uh, people get in touch but uh i was thinking of going back over like loads of episodes writing out not in tab but writing out we did this we did that we did this all these kind of exercises and then spending a couple of yeah podcast episodes and going over it all we can do that should we do it if how many people do we want to write in 20 yeah yeah all right when we hit 20 that agree with that that's a good idea then we'll then we'll do it because it's yeah. a bit of effort. <laughs> yeah. But those those sort of three note per string pentatonic ideas came from all of that. Yeah. I mean, also there was a, a nasty Sean Lane lick as well. Um, <laughs> oh, I love Sean Lane. Which went down. Which just pentatonic. <laughs> Really rinsing the three notes per string pentatonics here. We're, what can, we're in G again, yeah? 
It's yeah. evil. Yeah, okay. But if you then whack a tap on top of some of this stuff, <laughs> so you get Bummer. maybe the, the two okay. notes. Great. Yeah, it's quite a wild, yeah, a wild thing going on. Same sort of shape down here, you're still in G. Yeah. It's one thing to go, oh yeah, you've got a three-note string kind of thing, haven't you? 
yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to learn that one three note per string right. pattern and then that's it. Right. Yeah, so yeah. when we dig a little deeper, there's a lot more to right, that. You, yeah. you see that because I've, I've done a little bit more homework. Yeah. I'm now aware of a few other things that can be done. Are we talking about a few more hours or days maybe? Years. And we're talking solid years. <laughs> I mean, obviously it all goes yeah. in the great big melting pot, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, but I mean, that's that's just one example. That's a good band name, the great big melting the pot. The great big melting pot. <laughs> you know, with, with all the time I did sort of working on some of the country stuff, you know, you again, you get all the lovely sort of double... <laughs> you get to know yeah. all the benders. time spent yeah of course yeah so there's other ideas sometimes like like the thing from waves Guthrie Govan's waves yeah where he, he was arpeggiating but he kept string skipping yeah and I thought well that's a cool thing so we could take a scale <laughs> Mixed that with a bit of Vito Brasser. Yeah, okay. So you get the Vito Brasser. Can I have a quick look at that one? No, I really like that sound. Yeah. I, I know we're a, a little on the late right. side, aren't so we? So, like, say we were doing a pentatonic, you do a pentatonic run or whatever. Yeah. He was arpeggiating it, which made it quite difficult, but still yeah. feasible. Um, it's super quick, isn't it? Like, what are you talking about? Waves. Waves, so. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's super fast, isn't it, really? And, it. It's about the pace I played it then. Oh, it's okay. all arpeggiating, okay. but then there are some fast sections. But you could arpeggiate, for instance, say you want to arpeggiate a B minor chord. Right. You could go from the root. Root. 
gonna have to. of paper if you're not quite there with mapping it in your head yeah like where the different shapes are yeah so like you've got a sort of b minor yeah you uh, two shapes got that one as well that's it and then you It's got sort of endless possibilities, and you're string skipping as well, so you're going from sort of low to high, so almost like an octave displacement kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Like so, that. you know, you, when you then come to play over a piece, I say I want to play over this, but I'll play over it in works better over section two, doesn't matter. <laughs> Vito Bratta thing as well, mix that in with it, where he used to add sort of notes, drone notes, tap notes. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would sort of tap, you know, to add to Just like a pentatonic you. rather than a. I was using a bit of a, a bit of both there, really. This kind of thing. Yeah. It's funny, ever since we talked about not being so nervous, you don't seem so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, we're just figuring things out and not like, uh, yeah, on the spot. Cool. But so, I, I, know, I know we jest about it, but people do get nervous when they play. And when it comes to playing something that's technically difficult, they do get concerned about it. 
you know, even if it's internally rather than externally, you know, and it does manifest itself in people kind of having a few nerves and a few jitters. Yeah, and, when you're at the top of your technique, yeah, and, yeah. You know, like, and, and you're not quite sure where the notes are and you're at the top of the technique, it's... Uh, it's a, on the edge. It, it's a fun Dance. place. It's a fun place to be, really. Dance but, on the precipice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, people do funny the things like they, they, they sort of stop breathing. You know, they will sort of hold their breath. Oh, I got. I just realised. <laughs> yeah, and people do do yeah. that. One of the best tips I've got, if you can, and it's a funny, it's a funny sort of thing, mm. is try and relax. Yeah. Try yeah. and try and relax. There's a very interesting little video that I watched that we Rick Graham put up the other day, and he said that most guitarists play with too much tension. Yeah, more tension than they need to. Is that worse in the right hand or the left hand? Or do you, no, just he was sort of, okay. I think both probably. Probably. But yeah. He was referring to the, the, the fretting hand, mm. and he said he said you know if you normally you play a note say. He said, what I want to do, he said, I want to work backwards. He said, I want to start with a bad sounding note. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he said, just keep plucking it. And then just gently press. So it becomes a good sounding note. So that's how much tension you need. Successfully played oh, the start note. there. Keep going until you get a nice clean. He said you don't need any more. Yeah. And you Playing lines like that when it's all yeah. the and things, you know, it's much more relaxing. See what I mean? Yeah. So you know, you can actually on a well set up guitar in particular afford to not really slam it. enough tension to fret the notes properly enough. I think he's, I think he's got a point I yeah. think most of us play with too much tension you know and there's nothing wrong with kind of getting into it of course and we are going to tense up a bit more when we get into it but maybe try and think about that and, and use that to relax because when you kind of clench your fists mm. or whatever your whole body kind of just yeah, it goes tense. Goes jerky at a time, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you kind of be sort of quite relaxed. If I want to play something really gnarly, I want to be relaxed. I don't want to be like it's the sound that I'm creating which is character with where I want to be. The sound I'm creating might be more edgy and exciting and everything. But actually, I want to be super relaxed to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing a gnarly run. Or something like that. I want to hit every note. Yeah. I don't want to be tense. I want to be relaxed. 
Yeah. Want one more go over this? Yeah, go on. Got well, visitors at home, but uh, they can wait a little bit. <laughs> it matters not one It jot. doesn't matter. Um, do you want to go or shall I? Um, uh, go on, I'll start it then. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to stick with... No one ever says that to you. Yeah, yeah. The first time for
technique of course you can't you haven't tried yet <laughs> exactly yeah 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 you've got a good advice got to, dig, <laughs> got to dig a bit got to work it a bit yeah because also techniques take a while to work into your playing or certain sounds like yeah. that take a while to kind of be absorbed and yeah. then absorbed into your playing so that they're workable and useful yeah yeah you know, they they're not always useful first time out. You yeah. know, there's plenty of times I've gone for it and thought, Oh, I'm gonna make this work and it was just complete catastrophe. Yeah. It's yeah. back to the back to the, the chopping shed and doing a bit more wood shedding until we get it right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah. Keep keep chipping away, folks. And we're looking for uh, how as many was right, it? As Tw- I will. Twenty people to write in and we'll do a like a technique file. Which would be great for me, so I hope you do write in. Yeah, come and tell us how much you love it. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers. Stay tuned for more episodes, jams, improvisation ideas, and well informed thoughts about amps, pedals, and guitar tone. If you enjoy this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud, or see our website on tunein-toneup.com. Here you'll find show notes, tabs and further research and resources. It's also a good place to get in touch. We hope you're finding these lessons as interesting and as useful as I do. And if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Hey.